Hi, I'm Lynette White. Hi, I'm Dr. Renee Bryant. And we are your hosts for the Ed Branding Podcast. Which is all about amplifying connections, voices, and stories and education. If you haven't already, follow the Ed Branding Podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you know when our episodes drop. And also, don't forget to like and subscribe uh, for the Ed Branding YouTube channel. And on this episode of the Ed Branding Podcast, we will be speaking with Rosalba Rodriguez, a proud principal in Riverside, California. Rosalba has been an educator for over 20 years, is an active member of the hashtag FitLeaders movement, as well as an advocate for equity, access, and multilingualism and plurilingualism for scholars. Ah, Rosalba, we are so excited to have you with us. I love that Fit Leaders logo behind you, reminding me to keep up on my Fit Leaders journey like you do every day. You are the most consistent Fit Leader I think I know. So we are thrilled to have you on our Ed Branding Podcast, Rosalba. And like many of our guests, we met during the pandemic. You served very well as our Cabe Riverside Chapter Director of Community Engagement. Thank you so much for giving that time, Rosalba, to our community. You are a constant encourager and a role model for fit leaders, like I talked about, for that movement. You post daily. You're so consistent. For the audience members that maybe don't know you yet, will you please introduce yourself? Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you, ladies. Um, so I am an administrator of Riverside, California. This is, I just ended my fourth year. So I'm starting my fifth year. I've been out of the classroom for five years. And I've used that to my advantage that it's only been five years that I've left the classroom. And so I'm very much connected to what that is. And I've been in education a total of 20 years. Um, I started as an instructional assistant in the district that I'm currently an administrator at. I didn't do any of my teaching there. I did a little subbing, but I came back to the district that I started my student teaching at and I was an instructional assistant at and just continue my education using my story as um, English language learner and also um, a leader in the fitness community, um, just staying consistent and being mindful about my health, my well-being, um, my, definitely my body, because that's what I use daily for what I need to do. Yes, I have to say your posts definitely inspire me. You're like super strong, working out, getting it done. Uh, very cool. So we're really excited to have you on today, and I can't wait to dive deeper into the conversation. Uh, but before we get started, I want to ask the question that we ask everyone. Um, Renee's brand is connection, and my brand is tell your story. In one word or short phrase, what would you say your brand is and why? This one I've just recently come to because I, I actually sent a message at Shabai, and I'm like, okay, I have all these ideas and who I am, and if you just bottle it up. And um, he said, tenacious, tenacious and authentic. And when he said that, I was like, yes. And so then I went to my husband, I said, tenacious and authentic. He's like, that, that's you. And so um, it, it was perfect when I, when I heard that coming out of, of someone I respect, you know, he said that to me and then my husband too. And so, cause I had all these things with positivity, leading with intention and, you know, impact. But I think the, the one that fits best in my leadership and then my life in general is just that being tenacious and then um, just being authentic and real. I totally agree. I mean, 
I wouldn't have thought those words, but when you said them, I was like, yes, that does describe you and what I see you uh, posting about every day and, and even meeting you in person like that tenacity that you have definitely shines through and in a beautiful way. I really, I love that one. Yeah. Great brand. I agree. Having uh, known you for you know at least three years now, I've seen that. And I actually do look at your posts every day and uh, see the journey of how your garage gym has developed and your support that you get from your family, even your little one, right? So yeah, definitely you are out there getting it every day. That's tenacious. And you're very authentic about the journey, both in leadership and in the fitness world. So that brings me to my next question, which goes to the multilingual, plurilingual world. And so after uh, meeting you in the pandemic, so impressed with you, we recruited you to be a part of our Riverside Gabe chapter. So that's a California Association for Bilingual Education for those of you that may not be in California and serve on our board. And so multilingualism and plurilingualism um, is very important to you. And so can you speak about this a little bit more, how it relates to you and your personal story, how it relates to your core values and your school site? So um, when I became a part of Gabe, it just brought something that was rooted in my education, my personal education. Um, I'm a second language learner, first generation. And so I had to dive into the classroom or get into that classroom as an English learner. Um, I'm not sure what process, I'm not sure what what steps they had in reclassification or anything like that, but I learned a second language, but I had already had background because I did first grade in kindergarten in Mexico. And so um, because I already had a background in Spanish, I knew how to read and write, I was able to transfer that in English. They didn't need to teach me the process of learning or the process of writing. Um, I knew my timetables. I, you know, I knew all of that, but it was just the transfer of that. And then I was able, I think that's why I was able to reclassify early. And then I became a teacher in the dual language program, um, starting the first grade classroom at my site. And when they flew that position and my principal, you know, reached out if I was interested right away, I was like, yes, I want to do that. And um, I was very fortunate that when I promoted, then I went into as an assistant principal, also in a dual language classroom. And then now I'm a principal at a dual language school. And um, I love the journey of the English language learner, but I also love to see how students that are English only students, um, they start to comprehend. They go from just observing the, the, you know, the learning process, they're observing, they're learning simple letters, they're learning simple words. And then the end of the school year, they're putting a phrase together or they're presenting something. And it's, it's a beautiful journey to, to watch someone learn a language and also to support those that are here, newly, you know, newcomers to the, to the country or just learning the process of, of speaking in a new language. Because it's hard. If, if, you, if you've ever tried to speak another language, it is hard going into the classroom. And, and that's one of the things where my heart goes out is um, my first day of second grade with Miss College at Valencia Elementary, um, just standing there like everybody's weedy, 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 weedy. And you have no idea what they're saying. And um, it's, it's a very scary, you know, first year of education. And so when I get, you know, students that are English language learners, that's, that's where I connect because I remember that day. And even when I have to drop off a new student, it's their first day in America or, or you know, California school, like, I get scared for them. I go back to that first day. I remember what I was wearing um, because it could, it could be a traumatic experience if you don't have that support and if you don't have a good 
teacher and a good principal to support that journey in the very beginning days. And I love that you emphasize that dual language education, dual language immersion at a site, it's not a site within a site, right? It is a whole school experience. And our friend, Dr. Jose Medina, you know, he preaches this for the dual language principles and uh, his, you know, six C's, right? This idea that uh, at a dual language site, everyone at the site, you know, whether it's one strand, two strands, everyone is benefiting uh, from those three pillars of dual language education. So I'm so excited, you know, that you're preaching the good news of that uh, through your work and here on our podcast, because we haven't really gotten to the EL dual language world so far on our podcast. So thank you for that, Rosalba. Yeah, for sure. And for your students too, like you're a success story they can look up to. And the fact that you understand what they're going through, I'm sure, um, comes through in your love for what you're doing and, you know, makes that transition easier on them. Cause you know, you remember, you remember what it was like. So another part of your leadership journey is you're part of the hashtag fit leader movement that has been all over Twitter. Like if you're on edu Twitter, you are inevitably going to see hashtag fit leader. Um, can you share with our audience how hashtag fit leaders has helped you tell your story and help your leadership overall? So I came across the fit leader hashtag in the pandemic. So I'm new to Twitter. So I joined Twitter in 2020. Um, I was an administrator at home. I had no idea what, what next steps were. I, I joined Twitter and um, I, start, I just started looking up like things with ed tech. And then I started looking up just different people. And I started I was very intentional with who I followed and who, you know, who I connected with. And then Fit Leaders came across and um, and then that's where I connected with Ryan. I connected with Santi, Valerie, Yoselina, um, Zandra, and uh, we have group group messages. And there's plenty of, there's like, you know, several of us that are in a, in a group message. And I think the hashtag Fit Leaders, it's, um, we're all in different parts of, of just our fitness. Not all of us do weight training, not all of us do, you know, CrossFit or running. Everybody has a different thing that they've selected to, to be a fit leader. And you don't have to be the most fit person. Um, that's one thing that it, it, I'm, re- I'm really real about that, you know, you don't have to have that that six pack or, you know, it, it's your journey. Everybody owns their own journey. And uh, part of that is that it's a community of belonging. And that's what's helped me. And that's what's motivated me because I know that I could reach out to one of my fit hermanas or my fit leader, you know, brothers. And um, with, whether it's a text message, um, a Zoom, or just, you know, just a group, just that group just taking that joy into supporting one another. I think that's what's helped me the most because I I don't ever feel that I'm alone. And um, being an administrator, sometimes you can feel like you're in the, you're, you're, you know, the, the decision-making stops with you. And so a lot of the times it's just, did I make the right decision? And you're in your thoughts. You have a lot of thought partners, but then at the end of the day, you're the one in that seat by yourself. And if you don't find people to connect with, it could be lonely and it could be just, I, I would say, a sad a sad position to be in. But having that belonging and connections with people that are positive, mind, you know, we're very um, like-minded and um, that's what makes it very, um, just a very a good group to be a part of and connected with. Well, I agree. And like I said earlier, 
total inspiration as I, you know, I remember in 2020 now, like with the, you know, I think it was the 30 minute challenge, like make sure you walk, you know, for 30 minutes, like get that exercise. And I was like on it every day, post it, post it, post it, you know, like 20, actually it was 2021. It was January. Now I remember. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, things get busier, right? All this is happening. And, uh, and so I fall off the posting wagon, but you, my friend, I'm serious, like consistent, consistent. You are a role model for all of us, Rosalba. So thank you for sharing that journey. And seriously, I think it's this idea when you post, you don't really know who's looking at what you're posting, right? So just know that the people may not say it to you, but just know you are an inspiration and you inspire us to be like, okay, at least work out. You don't have to post, but at least work out or, okay, try to post more because Rosalba so good at doing it to remind <laughs> the people who we're connected with, like it's a journey for us too. So thank you for that. Thank you. All That's right. encouraging. Yeah. And you did it during like your first year, your principalship too. Now, you know, leading to the next <laughs> question you're in, uh, you're just finishing your second year as a principal side administrator. So what are some of your biggest takeaways? And also, you know, for those aspiring principals, maybe assistant principals right now, what uh, advice would you give uh, to those people who want to be a site principal? I think number one, getting to know your team, get to know your team, love on your team, make sure that um, they understand your vision, make sure that you're collaborating but more importantly, I would say never forget what it's like to be in the classroom. And no matter how many years you've been away from the classroom, maybe go in there and teach it or maybe go in there and just spend some time. Because the moment that you forget what it's like to be a teacher, that's where things, I think, get get different in your decision making. And so staying rooted with, with what it feels like to be a teacher and connecting with, you know, because sometimes I make decisions and connecting back with a, with a teacher to see how that's affecting them. It's important because they're the ones doing the work. Um, my work is different, but they're inside of the classroom with the, with the kids day in, day out. And so um, I think that would be the, the, the main advice that I could give. And then being visible on the playground, being visible on campus so that your teachers know you're there and um, so that they, they, you know, so that they feel that support. And um, just making those relationships with the kids and everybody on your campus feeling welcomed. This is perfect advice. And if people don't know, you also have a blog uh, that you uh, detail some of this in. Do you want to share your blog? Or we could put it in the show notes, as Lynette says. But uh, yeah, what's your blog? It's it's basically just recapping year two and then going into my third year. And um, every everything that that you experience as an administrator especially after coming back from the pandemic it's i feel like a, a lot of things are heightened and um you make mistakes along the way or things just happen that are very challenging along the way but it's also but coming into those challenges or those mistakes as a growth mindset and how what how is that teaching you something how are you learning and I'm excited. And so I share a lot of excitement in my blog because I'm excited for my third year because I the first year, you're just kind of going, you're just going. The second year, you remember what took place the year before. But the third year, you have those plans. You already have your calendar. You have those ideas. And you remember what didn't work. And uh, for me, even my third year teaching, that was like a good year for me to realize like, okay, I got I got this. This is not going to shock me. This is not going to break me. This is just another thing. And so I'm, I share my excitement as to it gets better. I know it's going to get, you know, even better than what it's already been. 
Um, and I'm excited because I, I absolutely love my staff. I love my, my, my kids that I work with. And so um, I, it's important for me to, to be intentional about remembering the good too. Oh, I love that. And thank you for reminding us all to, you know, no matter what level we are, superintendent, district administrator, wherever we are, get into the classroom. You know, uh, I remember there was one coach that said, even, you know, teach, like even he as a superintendent would go in and, you know, teach some classes just to keep it real. Right. And you yeah. know, probably was reminded how difficult it is. Right. It's not an easy job. And we know that teachers, all the research says they have the, the greatest impact on our scholars. And then second to that, our principal. So, you know, thank you for this important work that you do supporting your teachers so they can do the great work that they do. Rosalba, so much changes, right? When you go from teacher to principal. So what is something that um, is unique? We've heard a lot about, you know, people and the different changes, but what's something that you feel is uh, maybe unique to you that you'd like to share with our audience of the change from going to teacher to principal? For sure, it's been, um, I think we all have different kinds of dreams where we are, we're either showing up to class late or something like that. But I know for me, my sleep has changed where I actually am working in my sleep. Um, I've had dreams where something takes place and then it gives me an idea when I wake up. Um, one example would be one time I had a, a dream that I was with my staff and I was handing out journals and um, I woke up in the morning. And I'm like, I'm going to make a journal, you know, with with a calendar, with note taking. And then I'm gonna put in there like all of the events for the school year. And uh, I went to Canva, I love Canva. And then um, I created a journal and I, I sent it off to print shop. Um, that's usually how I get a lot of good ideas. It's amazing. And uh, I think we can all relate, right? To having some good ideas, but I think that is very, very unique. And thank you for sharing that with us. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. Such great advice throughout the interview. Um, so thank you so much for your time on this beautiful Sunday morning. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap it up? No, I, I think we, we we captured it off very well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being on. We appreciate you. Yeah, much love to you, Rosalba. Thank you for all your inspiration and everything that you do for your staff, your scholars, and your community. All right. Thank you. Alanette, what another great episode. It was so nice. A little masterclass with Principal Rosalba. And I just really appreciate, you know, how she did keep it um, authentic with this idea that you need to be authentic as a site leader, as a district leader. You need to be in the classrooms and never forget what it's like to be a teacher. That's such important advice. And I'm so glad she was explicit with that. It's a good reminder for every single person that's listening, you know, to get onto the campuses, to get into the classroom regularly. And remember, especially if you're a principal or a district administrator, our job or assistant principal, TOSA, whatever your role is, our job is to support those teachers so they can be successful with their scholars. What did you think, Lynette? I mean, it was great. And I, I agree with that. You need to be on campuses. It can't be like a special event that brings you to that campus. Um, you need to see the work. That's the hard work that's being done by our teachers every day. Um, and they're so appreciative. They're so appreciative of the people who do come to see what they're doing and what their students are doing. So I think that was amazing advice from her. Um, she is so, uh, 
amazing on social media with all of her strength that she shows with the hashtag fit leaders movement. Um, there are, there are women that are doing it and she's one of them and she's super consistent. Like you said, like, I know she has a small child at home and a family. And, um, I know when I see her, I'm like, well, if she can do it. I guess I could do my 30 minutes or something like that today. Um, but yeah, so she's just very inspiring. Uh, and I think, you know, in a very low key way, which is, you know, how Rosalba kind of rolls. And uh, I love that about her. I think it's great. She's super genuine, great leader. Um, yeah, more to come from her. I'm excited to see more about her blog and uh, whatever else she expands into. 100%. All right. So if you haven't already, please uh, follow our download the Ed Branding podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you haven't done so already, uh, please like and subscribe um, at our YouTube channel called the Ed Branding Podcast.